0: Welcome back to Breaking Expectations, the podcast, which is a safe space for women of color to hold conversations and talk about topics that matter. Join us in today's episode as we talk about the struggles of living as a Proverbs 31 woman in the present age. Okay, guys, we are back with another episode. It's been about mm, six months or so. We're not going (laughs) to talk about that. (laughs) We are back and I'm super excited about today's topic. It's going to be deep. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So today with us we have Miss Osi and Pastor Nyiro. I know we usually fe- feature women, but I'm glad to have this addition today. He's going to have some great things to say, I'm sure, on these topics. So we're always glad to have you. So good to see you guys. Me it's too. been it's been a while. Yes. It's been a while. Yes. Um So today we are going to be talking about living as a proverbial woman or Proverbs 31 woman. We're going to talk about um, prioritizing God's word. We're going to talk about godly submission. Um, So, yeah, we're going to have some great topics today. But before we dive in, I want you guys to tell us a little about you and what you're doing.
1: Sure. Well, since you've looked over at me, so we we are the founding elders of First Love Fellowship, which is a network of house churches. So we we do have our central hub here in Tulsa, but we also have house churches here as well as uh, several uh, additional house churches in Maryland. And also we have a ministry, our Sunday service is actually downtown Tulsa, which is a church that is specifically for those who are living in the streets and addicted to drugs. So we actually have a church plant there also at an organization called The Merchant and so we have a lot more to move forward and we work with uh, those who are survivors of sex trafficking, we work with those who are addicted to drugs and then we work with those who are are just lost and needing the, the fellowship of the believers in order to get through and navigate this life
2: Well and also we also have First Love Online Church because what happened was you know a lot of people because of covid they just 40 this it's, it shows that only 40 40% of the people that used to go to church stopped going to church right. after mm-hmm. covid mm-hmm. and they said they weren't going to go back and so although we're you know we're really focused on body community you have to have a local body where you know you you experience the love, the discipleship, and everything that you need as a family, um, church family, there were a lot of people that didn't have anywhere to go. So we started First Love Online Church. Mm. And so that is a a great thing that we've been doing on Sundays, Sunday mornings, because our actual service is on Fridays in our house. Mm -hmm. Sundays, we focus on the people that are in different... There are actually different members that we have in different states, but we don't have... um, a House church there currently, yeah. So they watch First Love Online Church at wearefirstlove.com, and then we also have another um site called One Body, right? And that's where we stream our First Love Online Church, and it's like a social media, you know. We decided to do that because first, b- between Facebook, Instagram, all of that, everybody's so distracted, and yeah. we started streaming First Love Online Church mm-hmm. on these different venues, but. We felt like we needed to focus on the people that are serious, that want to know God. And so One Body is a place where it's exactly it. It's the body of Christ coming together. It's it's social media-like. Mm-hmm. And so it's only by invite only okay. because we don't want to bombard it. And then we have to start monitoring how many people come. Yeah. But those that are wanting to connect with the body, grow in Jesus, be discipled, everything they need, they get at One Body. Okay, So that's why we started that
1: and onebody is onebody.cc. Okay. If you wanted to be invited okay. to the the site and also First Love Online Church can be found on Spotify, yeah, Amazon and and several places where podcasts are found. Great. So you can simply look us up that way First Love Online Church or Flock. Okay. And I, we are
0: firstlove.com. Okay, gotcha. Yes. gotcha. Yeah, Great. that's right. I was going to ask you where can they download yes, it.
1: Yes, yes. Sure. Great.
0: Um anything else you guys wanted to talk about as far as what you're doing before oh. we move on? Resist the apostasy.
1: Resist the apostasy. So if you think that what we preach at First Love Online Church is intense, (laughs) resist the apostasy (laughs) will convince you that we've just gone way, (laughs) way deep into a lot of things. Because what's happening is in the world, right? There are things going on in the world right now that if you pay enough attention to it, you'll realize the world has gone mad. Yeah. Yeah. People are going crazy, and, and 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 I'm not just talking about people in the streets. I'm talking about at the highest levels of power yep. in the country and yep. around the world. There's things going down, and what what bothers me is that churches avoid speaking about yeah. these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get into it, right? But there's some things going down right this second in this country sure. and in this world that if we don't pay attention to it, I'm not sure how many of us are going to endure till the end, like mm-hmm. Jesus said. So when we say resist mm-hmm. the apostasy, as you know, there is this, what seems like a, a falling away where people are walking away from the faith. Like you just said a little while yeah. ago, right? 40%, only 40% of the people say they're coming back to church after COVID. Like, why not? Could it be because people don't feel as though they're getting what they need to face the issues of our day? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only but so many times that you can tell people God's been good and he all right. Praise <laughs> ye the Lord. <laughs> until you realize, wait a minute, brothers were flying through the sky, uh, you know, with machine guns to, to in Israel yeah. just a few months ago.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, what? what is that? What what's with the riots that are happening all over the country right now?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what's with the political instability that exists in America? I thought this was the greatest thing in the world.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But if we don't deal with these things as a church, it's no surprise that people aren't coming back because they can't relate what's happening in the world and yeah. in their world yeah. to what's happening and being spoken about inside the church. It's it's weird. We hear from every faction that you can imagine that's right. about all the issues going on in the world except the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw this out here too. That includes black churches. That's right. We're just not talking about this stuff. Nope. Yeah. And I, I think that's a problem. It does us all a disservice and we need to start diving in, doing our homework and understanding what's happening in our world because you know what? what no matter how you feel about anything that's happening, it's affecting you and it's mm-hmm. affecting your children. Yeah. So we better say something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and the word apostasy because some people don't even may not even know what that right. is.
1: Can you talk about what the apostasy means? Right. It simply means falling away, yeah. right? Like the things that are spoken of in biblical prophecy will not happen until first there is a great falling away and that the man of sin, the antichrist is revealed. Yeah. Like all the things that we talk about when we talk about the quote unquote end of the world, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, there's something we're going to see first. We're going to see this great falling away where people walk away from the faith.
2: Yeah.
3: Work but it, then
1: it, what it, we're it. going to see is the man of sin. Yeah. Like this, this antichrist figure that the Bible speaks about. Yeah. By the way, there are some people who say, well, I'm not sure if the Bible is true. I'm not sure if the Bible is real. Let's get into that really quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The strength of the Bible that no other document on earth has, it's the prophecies, friends. Yeah. The prophecies. hmm that's what makes us believe that the, what the Bible says is true. It's because the Bible alone literally is telling us where we're going in this current day. We can see the pages of Scripture come alive on yes. the on the headlines. Yes. Yeah. And no other document does that. Yeah. So the that's why so much of the Bible is actually prophecy. And so much of our lives today is the beginning of the fulfillment of prophecy. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, that's good.
0: Okay, that's really good. I'm glad we- This I, is just an introduction. No, no, I know. Oh, sorry, Well, but you
2: know, I'm, I'm glad we did that because, you know, we're assuming <laughs> when we have this stuff like this that everybody, especially right now when it comes to people's definition of church, mm-hmm. it's all over. The, I mean, to have a church of Beyonce, y'all, come on. So we've Uh, got to make it... They have a church of Beyonce where they worship Beyonce. You're kidding.
1: No, you didn't know
2: that? No. You got an egg with us. There's a lot you need to know. Did
1: they shut down for COVID?
2: No. No. (laughs) I don't think so. They probably did though. But, But the thing is... That's why we have to define what we're talking about because everybody has grown up and understand what what their their versions of church is. Yeah. So I'm glad he broke that down and said, okay, this is is what we're talking about here. And a lot of people have no idea. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted him to come and really establish that. Yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's a great addition, like I said. (laughs) Yes, yes okay thank you <laughs> let's dive into some more heavy stuff Yes, shall we? <laughs> let's go let's go okay so now we're going to talk about um living as a proverbs 31 woman uh-huh. um it's difficult. I've tried it. I've had times to where I've like been on the roll. I've got like this fire for God specifically like when we went to North Carolina. Yes. That right there oh my gosh like it had me so fired up. Yes. When I got home I was still fired up. I was in yeah. my word. I was praying like I was on the road but then somewhere down the road I lost that fire. Mm. The next thing you know I'm like having all these personal struggles like finance, uh, financial irresponsibility. I'm indulging it in my fleshly desires and mm. this that and the other. Mm. So my question for you is i mean please refer to scripture i know Absolutely. you guys will naturally
2: oh, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> but um what have been your struggles while pursuing while pursuing godliness
2: well you know literally is exactly what you're talking about because we and we just talked about this last night last night in church is that we have events in god right so we have we go to an event somebody asks or even with pastor Niro. Preaching, right? When he preached to you guys, he would tell you, you have to make a decision. You have to give your life to Jesus Christ. And then also when you say, okay, I'm I'm going to live for Jesus for real. I'm going to read my word. I'm going to do all of that. And then all of a sudden you get hit with things. You get the temptations come back worse than ever,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And the things that you say you would no longer do anymore, you're doing them times 10. And a lot of times it's because... You know, it's not an event. Our Christianity is not an event you go to and say, wow, that was great. And then you mm-hmm. go home and then you just live as if you did not just say yes to the king of kings and the lord of lords. Mm-hmm. So when a soldier goes into battle or when they decide to sign up for for military there's two different words you're a soldier and you're a civilian Mm -hmm. so as a civilian you do civilian things but as a soldier you are no longer a civilian right you are you have a completely different lifestyle you have to eat a certain way you have to wake up at a certain times the discipline of a soldier is different than a discipline of a civilian So as being a Christian, a Christian, somebody that follows Jesus, that says, I want, I am giving myself over to this Lord. Mm -hmm. You're saying that he is your Lord. You are literally wanting to live, breathe, look like Jesus said, I follow me. Mm -hmm. And the three things you're supposed to do is to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him,
3: mm.
2: and most people don't. Number one, understand what that is. You, you know, I, I, I you know, in uh, Ellen had this lady call in. She was older, and she was talking about, I love Jesus, but I drink a little. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't say you love Jesus <laughs> and, and people have these stress now. Jesus in therapy or Jesus in this, and no, Jesus has to be complete Lord. Right. And when he's not Lord, these things that come back into our lives, these vices, they easy, they they come back so easily because mm-hmm. we really don't understand what it means to die. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to die. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, most people don't want to. When you fr- figure out what you have to give up, mm-hmm. you don't yeah. want to die. Yeah.
1: Right, but yes, that's, that's, that's the yeah. issue, right? Where the struggle is that I can be my own worst enemy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the problem. The problem is that the, the scripture says, walk in the spirit. Yeah. So there's an expectation in the Bible. It says here in Galatians 5 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then it says, for the flesh lusts or fights, fights against, against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And it says, these are contrary to one another. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed about our lives in christ many of us is mm-hmm. this we live in our carnality mm-hmm. we respond to our carnal desires most of our time and we visit yeah spiritual experiences Mm-mm. we visit every once in a while the spirit mm-hmm. we go to church or maybe maybe you did a little bit too much one friday night and you're like you know what i gotta get my life together you know we visit But most of the time we go right back to living in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So what God actually expected of us was to walk in the spirit. Yeah. Like that's most of our lives. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we do something dumb. But most of our lives is spent walking Walking in the spirit. spirit, Right. Because nobody gets this perfectly 24 hours, seven days a week. I'm not Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. And neither is my wife. Yeah. So, but, but. What we should be aspiring to is for most of our lives being a matter of walking in the spirit and being that person that God intended us to be. Now, I'm going to say this. The word of God and and the the Bible says, Paul says in Romans chapter one, verse 16, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God unto those who believe.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, See, the gospel does not have the power. The gospel, according to the scripture, is the, power. is the power. What that means then is that the gospel is the answer yes. to the fallen human Every condition. Thing. Now, I get a lot of people who like to, they'll try to argue about it. They'll try mm-hmm. to fight against you. How do you know this is true? How do you know this is real? All that kind of stuff. And I'm going to tell you something. If you have to ask me those kind of questions, there's not many answers I'm going to give you that's going to meet to your satisfaction. Yeah, but true. I'll tell you this. I've already gone too far. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't born yesterday. You understand? I've lived this life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. I work with people who, who, who are out in the streets, who are on some hard things, right? And they'll even tell you there wasn't nothing out there that changed their life or did anything for them until they had an encounter with jesus christ yes and we're not Mm -hmm. talking about the white european god yeah we're talking about jesus yeah we're talking about the son of the most high god Mm -hmm. okay he is the answer to everything the gospel is the answer to everything that is the one thing that transforms lives so like Listen, we can spend all the time we want to to argue theology, and I can go there. <laughs> I can't, okay? You can go there. But you know what We're happens? When I go there, I get all in the flesh, all in my pride, <laughs> yeah. right? And I am doing everything I can to destroy you. But <laughs> in reality, right, all we have to do is this. Look, if you want to argue about whether or not the gospel is true, just come with me one Sunday.
3: Yeah. Yes,
1: Come with me one Sunday. And I'll introduce you to a lady who was a prostitute in the street. Mm. I'll introduce you to a woman who's currently a prostitute in the street Mm -hmm. who's still dealing with her stuff. But she's like, I know I need God. I'm just Ah. trying to do better. And I'm like, ma'am, listen, I am here for you. You know why? Because the gospel I want to see change your life, it changed mine. And I still believe in you. You understand? It is the love of God that makes you say things like, I don't care what you're in. I'm not giving up on you. Mm -hmm. So we can have our work woke theological arguments all we want to but you know what i'll see you sunday yeah then we can talk Mm -hmm. yes yes (laughs)
0: lord you stirred me up i'm trying to stay calm here you just knew to bring your (laughs) listen
1: y'all didn't tell me i was doing this today so (laughs) i hope i'm not going off script
0: Oh no, ain't no script Ain't no, no this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> okay, next question. Yes. What advice do both of you have for young women striving to live a godly and virtuous life?
1: Oh, that—that's all you. That's me.
2: <laughs> well, no, I, I just to give a little bit a bit of background because we really didn't talk about our background where we came from. So my okay. husband and I are from. New We were born and raised in New York. Okay, and so. My parents are Nigerian. Mm-hmm. He he straight American, I married American. <laughs> what a little Jamaican in there. No, He's but
1: it's no, 100% black American right? and yes, it's all yes. good.
2: It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So, we grew up in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody ha- New York has this reputation. And I was I always told that I grew up in the upper Astrolag mother ghetto. We were the Siddi ghetto. Oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was straight Brooklyn. <laughs> you know and so the the things as growing up as a young woman with all of these um you know temptations and all of these things and 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 we all come from broken homes right you know having that but i'll tell you when i was my parents i mean they 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 were both raised in church so i was born under the pew mm-hmm. okay so my story is i was born under the pew but that didn't mean anything because I remember, and I lived in Nigeria for a little bit because, my, you know, um, we lived there for a few years. Yeah. And every time my aunt would come over, she would preach the gospel to me because she said, you go in hell. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm six years old. Okay. You need to give your life to Jesus. Okay. Every time she visited, I was on my way to hell. So I gave my life to God every time she came back, you know. And so and that was, you know, that was my experience up until when I turned 15. And I was like, you know, this cannot be my parents' religion. Yeah. This I have to choose to live this life. So at 15 years old, I said, God, I don't want this to just be my parents' religion. I want to live for you. Which shifted my life tremendously, Mm -hmm. okay? And so I, I decided to be converted, you know, not just be a churchgoer. And I was converted at that time. And so in the midst of that, what helped me keep you know keep myself and it doesn't and let me let me make this something clear about this it doesn't mean i stopped sinning yeah right because all of those struggles and all of that stuff living in a broken home you know feeling like you need a father all of that stuff was i was still raging in my soul Mm -hmm. but i made a decision to serve jesus Mm -hmm. and that decision caused me to make decisions because I loved him so much. I, I, You know, of course, the first part, when we first come to God, a lot of us hear about there's a hell. You will go to hell if you are in your sins. And you say, I don't want to go to hell. Right? Mm-hmm. But then you need to graduate from the fact that this person died for you. Jesus, he became man. God became man to die for you. And he wants a relationship with you. He loves you. And so I started having a love relationship with Jesus. And so when it came to sin it wasn't like oh i don't want to go to hell it was i love him so much mm-hmm. that i don't want to disappoint him mm-hmm. i don't want to not feel his presence because i felt his presence i knew i knew he was there you mm-hmm. understand and you can tell he's not there when you sin yeah yes it's just, you can yeah. tell you like you know david talked about mm-hmm. it in 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 psalm 51 he said don't take your spirit from me. He, he committed adultery and committed murder. Mm-hmm. And he was like, your spirit, do not take your spirit from me. So for me, I was so in love with him that I did not want to live without his spirit. Yeah. So that kept me from a lot of compromising situations. Kept me from, you know, sleeping with people, all of that, because Mm. I chose. I said, you know, and having an African mother helps, (laughs) too. Trust me when I tell
1: you. Because you get whooped.
2: Whooped? No. No, beaten. Beaten. In Nigeria, (laughs) we don't get whooped. That's America. Black
1: Black Americans get whooped.
2: Beaten. Beaten. (laughs) Beaten to the point, like... I hope you go to jail for the way you beat me today. But it never happened because my mom worked for Rikers Island. So she like, I will be in the jail with you. (laughs) So she didn't play. So that helps. Right. So I I was scared out of my mind. I didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to deal with her wrath. Even up until I was courting him. (laughs) Ask him. When When we were courting, we'd be eating after work.
1: And oh goodness Worst
2: I eat so thing fast. I eat so fast i say okay i gotta go
1: i'm like you know how much i pay for this it's meal
2: 10 o'clock i don't want her to ask me nothing i want to be in the house now mm-hmm. and that that's was our courtship i'm like i need to be at home because i don't want to explain nothing to this woman you know right. what i mean so that honor and fear but really the love of god is what keeps you that's why We, you know, when we preach the gospel, we want you to understand that this is a love thing. Mm -hmm. It's a love thing. And so when you're in love, you don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt my husband. We're married. We're in covenant. I'm not going to go cheat on him Mm -hmm. because we're in covenant with one another. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how you keep yourself for number one. A lot of people are going to church and they are trying to strive to serve God and just follow rules. When you give your life to Jesus, you're not a slave. You're a son. Mm. Mm You're not a slave. You're a son. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, I got to go to church Sunday. I gotta do this, I gotta stop sinning, I gotta stop eating, stop drinking stop da, da 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 stop stop no it it, it goes to relationship
3: mm-hmm. right. where
2: because I love him, I'm not gonna have my eyes for another man,
3: yeah, right.
1: it's the same thing with jesus can i can I speak a little bit to yeah. the yeah. question that you addressed yes. yeah, the reason why I'm, I, I want to speak to this because I have a daughter,
2: yes, yeah, yeah, right,
1: and so i never I was never as much a uh if you would feminist. Until I had my daughter, mm-hmm. and so and and then we were also caring for another another child at our, our home who's not our daughter, mm-hmm. but there, there's something I, I told them the other day, and that was yes, you are beautiful,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but what's more beautiful to me if I'm going to raise you, math, <laughs> math is beautiful, <laughs> science is beautiful. Listen, listen, because g- girls can't just be cute. Yeah. We have enough cute girls in the world, right? But you know, the Bible says beauty fades. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, it you does. You know what I mean?
1: Like after a while, you're not going to be able to rely on that beauty and you have to be smart. And and one thing that that among uh, women of color that I hope we in this generation yes. start to really take seriously is the idea of attaining Intellect. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about intellect about our black history and cultural background. That's good. Mm-hmm. But learn some science. Yeah. Yes. We need to see some black women engineers. Yes. We need to Amen. see some black women who are in a medical field. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this is true of black men also. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, you know, somebody asked me, it was about racism. They were asking, me, you know, why why is there so much racism in the world? And the answer that I had, it came on a spot. You know what that answer was? Because nobody needs you. That's why. People can be racist against you when they don't need you. Mm-hmm. But when Quinisha Hospital opens up in a town full of 30,000 white people, guess what? They can't be racist because you're the only one hiring. Yeah. You understand? Like, but we ha- it's, it's about the attainment of intellect. They can't be racist against you if you're the one that they're depending on for the next paycheck. If mm. you are the one that's running their city. Mm. and see the problem is we, we want to fuss about what how 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 people are treating us Yeah, we got to ask ourselves well how are we treating the world around us that's right. I want my daughter to be smart mm-hmm. I want her to be intelligent I want her to be able to stand toe to toe with any man I don't care what color he is and be able to meet them at the table of intellect and not just be able to bat her eyes and hope that one of them becomes her husband <laughs> and see that's the issue right now we're going to bring this into Christian women too that's right, right. this same rule matters, okay? I love when I go to the doctor or I, I see a college professor or I see somebody running for office and they're a person of color. Mm-hmm. I love it. But the biggest thing to me is, listen, I, I really believe the the, the sciences. The I remember, sciences. you know, I, I was a black historian for, for some time doing some books for a, a publisher. Mm-hmm. And I saw how in, in the days of reconstruction, th- there were many black people who got deep into the sciences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for us yes. because what it does is it establishes a credibility. Like, like when you sit at the table of intellectual discourse, like you sit there like you belong there. Yeah. That's right. That's and you're not just talking about, you know, the, the social matters. Man, you're talking about how the human body is built. Yeah. You're talking about how machines work, how systems are, are yes. in place that cause yes. your city to run. That's like, that's why I want my daughter to know, I, like, you are a beautiful girl. Yes, you are. But you know what? Math is pretty. Yeah. Don't be telling me about what white people are doing to you and you sitting there getting D's on your grades. Yeah. You getting F's. You failing your classes. You cutting school. Then then don't talk to me about that. Yeah. Because if you want to end racism, somebody's got to need you. Yeah. Yes. And if, you, if nobody needs you, then don't talk to me about injustice because yeah. you're doing yourself an injustice. Amen. Mm. Amen. I, don't, I don't have a lot of scripture references for that, nah. but I just thought, I, I just thought I'd say, share that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus'
2: name, amen. Amen.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, last question for this topic. We're going to use scripture for this one. Okay. Uh, I'm sure. Yes. I'm, I'm yes. sure you probably already know it off the top of your head. Right, right, right. What does it mean to be a Proverbs 31 woman? Ooh.
2: Wow. So, you know, we just mentioned but prior to us started um starting to um do the podcast that a lot of people don't realize that Proverbs thirty one was written to Solomon mm-hmm. by his
1: mother. Yeah, many historians say this was actually Solomon's yes. mother.
2: Yeah. Yes. Who's so, his mother? Bathsheba, Bathsheba. Ber- 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 Ber-
1: oh, right. The, the the woman that the that.
2: one the woman that yeah, yeah the woman that, you know, has slept with King David. Yeah. You did did y'all didn't know that? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's his mother. And she, she wrote that. I know everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> but isn't it amazing how experience teaches you that? Yeah. It's experience that teaches it. And she wrote that. The Bible says the scriptures were, were written under the, the inspiration of the Holy
1: Spirit. Right. The scripture actually says, Proverbs 31, it starts off with the yes. words of King Lemuel, yes. the prophecy that his mother taught him. So, yeah, it was written to a man. So men. So whether it was Solomon or not, by the way, because some historians say it was Solomon. Some says maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. But it was written. This is the point. It was written to a man. And it says here, what my son. See? And And what what the the son son of 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 my womb. See? Written to a man. And what the son of my vows, they really want us to understand this is written to a son. Right. Give not your strength to women. Yes. Okay. So now we're into dealing with men. Mm -hmm. Because don't give your strength to women, um, uh, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. So Proverbs 31, which is written to women, starts out with like, brother, live holy. (laughs) Is that not a good place to begin? Because a lot of times you're trying to be a Proverbs 31 woman to a man who's not holy, Oof. you get it. Oof. You try so so you out here trying to trying to do what the Word of God says, but you know the the man is not holy, and so it's important that we understand. And let me let me. I keep re- reading that first. Yeah, part. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. yeah, but remember, David, who you mentioned earlier. Yeah was a murderer and an adulterer, mm-hmm. and Jesus called him a man after his own heart. Yes. I'm saying that because, brothers, there is always a way back to God, okay? Adultery and murder is like two of the worst things I can think you could do, yes. right? And God is like, even with that, I still want you.
3: Mm.
1: Man, like like God still, like no matter how far down you've gone, yeah. yes, he's like, listen, you can always come back. So it says here, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, mm. nor for princes to drink strong drink, mm-hmm. lest they drink and forget the law. Mm-hmm. Still, we're talking about a man. Mm-hmm. She's talking about this to a man here, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't destroy your life with that stuff, yeah. right? So, like, uh, out in the club every Friday night, like, that's not for kings. You want to call yourself a black king? <laughs> All right, well, stay out the club then. <laughs> then stay out the club. It, I'm, I'm, listen, I, this is not Scripture. my... I did not Word write of God. This. I'm just reading it. That's right. It says, I'm just, I'm just going to read. So it then says, listen to this, give strong drink to him. That's ready to die Mm. and wine to those that be of heavy heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery. No more. She's telling him, listen, you're, you're a King. This is not for you. Now, those who aren't Kings, now they're going to do their thing. Let them do their thing. But you, that's not you. Yeah. And I I like to look at some of our, our black men and say, listen, uh, you are better than this. Yeah. You're better than this. This is not for you. And it says here, open your mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open your mouth, judge righteously and please, please Please. the cause of the poor and needy. Now we're not talking about black men right now. Mm -hmm. Right. But if we were to do so, okay, I would say this. I do believe black lives matter, but if your black life matters, then you better live as though your black life matters. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You understand? Mm-hmm. And those brothers who are, are, are not where you are, plead the cause of the poor and needy. You put your hand down. You help, you pull, help pull your brother up. This thing is not just about you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We got to work together. Yeah. You understand? Now, the next verse. Who can find a virtuous woman? Yes. She's teaching her son. What a virtuous woman looks like. See, y'all get locked up in trying to be the Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm gonna tell you something. This we need some Proverbs 31 men, because that's really what this is about. Oh. Proverbs 31 man. Mm. So I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, I'm, no, listen.
2: No, seriously. <laughs> so when you're reading the scripture, that's why it's important to study. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, and you can't study it based on an American lens. True. You can't read this because this is based on a Hebrew so you have to understand yeah. what was who, what, when, and when. when. we went to Bible school, they said who, what, when, and where, mm-hmm. and why. And you answer those questions at the base. So you study. You study what, what, who was talking, why were they saying it, what was going on. That's where you get a, a greater understanding of what God is saying. And it says here, who can find a virtuous woman? I like the amplified ver- version of the Bible, so I may, I'm going to refer to it some, some once in a while. It says, I love what it says here in Amplified, verse 10, Proverbs 31, 10. A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman. Who is he who can find her?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I always tell women, you don't have to go looking for a man. He's supposed to look for you. Mm -hmm. He chooses you. Mm -hmm. You don't choose him.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: The Bible says a man that finds a wife Mm -hmm. finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord so you just have to be, you serving God and your eyes are focused on him. He finds you in Jesus mm-hmm. because he's seeking Jesus too. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's talking to him like this. She is far more precious than jewels and her value is far above rubies or pearls. The heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. You keep him honest. A woman who's virtuous keeps the man honest. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. She seeks out wool and flax and works with willing hands. Basically, she's not lazy. Right. She has. She's doing something. She's always doing something.
1: So she's not waiting for a man to do everything for her? Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: we're not going to go there because you're going <laughs> to go clean off and I'm going to go clean off. <laughs> okay, we can, you cannot wait on a man. While she's sitting there looking cute? While she's sitting there. You no, know, you, can, you can't eat the the bread of idleness, you right. know? Verse 13, she seeks out woolen. So I, I read that. Verse 14, she is like the merchant ships loaded with foodstuffs. I love that. We need to use that word. <laughs> food food stuff. Stuff. <laughs> She brings her household's food from a far country. She rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her maids their tasks. Mm. Mm-hmm. She considers a new field before she buys or accepts it. Look at this. She invests in real estate?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was a
2: realtor for 18 years and we were investors. So expanding prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. Ouch. Ooh, that's convicting. With her savings of time and strength. Moving on. <laughs> With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. She girds herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task, and makes her arms strong and firm.
1: So she goes to the gym?
2: Yeah, she goes to the gym. <laughs> she, I'm just kidding. You know I'm just, search. I know, I know. <laughs> she tastes and sees that her gain from work with, her, with and for God is good. Her lamp goes not out, but it burns on continually through the night of trouble, priv- priv- privation, and or sorrow, warning away from fear, doubt, and distrust. You know, it's interesting that he's talking about physical things, but really it's spiritual attributes. Right. Yeah. She's talking about physical things, but really these are spiritual attributes you have to have in order for it to manifest in the physical. Right. Okay? She lays her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her field hands to the needy, whether a body, mind, or spirit. She fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. She makes for herself coverlets, cushions and rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is of linen pure and fine and of purple, such as that of which the clothing of the priest and the hallowed cloths of the temple were made. Wow. Her husband is known in the city gates.:
1: Hold on, hold on. Yeah, there So there's the man. there. There's again, the man again. Right? Mm-hmm. The Proverbs 31 man. I- I'm going to say something. Her husband is known at the gates, it says, where he sits among the elders of the, of land. the land. You want to talk about a Proverbs 31 woman? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just be very blunt, okay? for This is for young women, including my daughter when she comes of age, right? right. Stay away from useless men.
3: Mm.
1: Stay away from men who are just going to live off of you. Everything my wife just read, this is a mighty and strong woman. Right. If you... Attach yourself as a strong woman to a useless man, what's going to happen is this, this uneven dynamic, mm. right? And it's going to make both of you useless mm. because the strongest ship in the world, mm. when that anchor is down, that's the man. When that anchor is down, that ship ain't going nowhere, even though the ship is much bigger than the anchor. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, you get involved with these useless men, and they anchor you into the same place. You never get anywhere because your husband is not known at the gates and will not sit among the elders of the land. You're just useless. And then call yourself the man of the house. Mm. (laughs) When sister is out here investing in real estate, mm-hmm. buying wool and flax and merchandise and, and making pillows and things, whatever <laughs> you're saying, right? And, and, and brother's sitting there watching the game, right? Oh. And doesn't have to work tomorrow oh. because he don't have a job. Oh. See, that, what I'm saying is, stay, sisters, listen, stay away from useless men. Amen. This is important. Because So important. So, so many uh, fall for this one thing, Jesus. right? Because, you know, you, you're a powerful woman, and, and you got all your stuff together, and then you right? A useless man. And then, and, and the world has enough cute men. I'm sorry, mm. brother can be cute, but <laughs> if he's useless, he's gonna be cute and useless. Yeah. And and you know you know when you, but you know when the useless man you know when a useless man uh, gets out of dodge, right? When strong woman gets pregnant, mm. right? Useless man runs away. That's the crisis in the black community. Mm. It's fatherlessness, mm-hmm. right? Like like brothers. Like we talked about Black Lives Matter earlier. If Jesus. Black Lives Matter, then your son in L.A. matters. Jesus. your son in San Francisco matters Jesus. your son in St. Louis matters Jesus. your son with that girl that you had a one night stand with in New York yeah he matters too like like, let's live as though our black lives matter mm. right don't mm. get involved and by the way useless men come in all colors okay you got useless black men useless white men you got <laughs> Equal. useless Polynesian men Equal. They, they're everywhere right <laughs> but, but see don't 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 anchor yourself with somebody that's going to stop your progress. Mm. There's a lot of progress in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the husband needs to be known at the gates. The brother's yes. got to have a reputation of something that qualifies him to sit with the elders of the land. Mm-hmm. And this is important. And uh, I don't want to neglect. That. I'm sorry. I Talk like no. For, this for I'm a glad you stopped. No, you I'm glad you stopped because
2: here's the thing. <laughs> Again, you can even have a man that has all the money in the world. Yes, and, still and do useless. all of that, but he still be useless because he does not know how to spiritually lead his yes, house. That's mm. right.
1: Oh yeah, that, that's, that's the thing, right? Like so, in our house, right? I'm the spiritual leader. Period. See, see he's not just.
2: Work? He's not. He's not just. <laughs> you know, going out to work, all that, and I'm I'm on the one. I'm I'm the one on my knees praying.
1: Right. No. He's the
2: one praying. My mm-hmm. hope
1: is that when my children. You well, they they they. My oldest sons already are are out there, right? They're doing well. But my my hope is that when they're older and they remember me, they'll be able to say, "Yeah, I had a praying father." Yeah, a pray. Nobody knows what a praying father is. I mean, but I want them to be able to say, "I had a father who prayed for me." Yeah. Now, yes, I might have been upside their head a little bit, <laughs> but I'm the father who prayed for them. That's right. <laughs> Sitting up at night like, oh, God, whatever decision this boy is making, I pray in Jesus' name that you speak to his heart. right? Protect them, surround them, love them. Whatever you have in me to impart to them, help me to give it. All that has to come from dad. Dad is supposed to be the spiritual leader. That's right. Not, not mom. Not, mom, mom. Is not not Mom is not supposed to be. No. But everybody says, oh, I had a praying mama. And that's good. Congratulations. I'm glad she's a praying mama. But where's dad? Yeah. Because we need praying dad. Yeah. Jesus. That that will literally transform,
2: transform. the
1: black community. Oh you get God. praying dad up there. Yes, right? Let's not undermine praying dad. Amen. Let's not undermine Proverbs Amen. 31 Dad. Yeah, Amen. We don't need five different women. Mm. We need one woman that we focus on for the rest of our lives. That's how this works. Amen. You want to save a community? Let's do that. Let's get back to what they, they used to fuss at us about it, right? Family values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get back to it. Our family reunions lately in these generations are starting to get awkward. <laughs> we call I'm serious we call them people cousin. that ain't our cousin. <laughs> aunt uncle we, we you know now you're the, you're, the, you're the son from the third wife no no you see what I mean like I it's getting awkward these family reunions I can't. we gotta we gotta get them back to where they're, they're easy we don't have family trees in the black community a lot of times we got a family bush oh. like we don't even know where people come from they just oh. like you know brother just live with us I don't oh, even know how he got here oh jeez well, <laughs> am I wrong? I can't. We got. Go it, we gotta reel it back in. We gotta right? reel it back in. Find he that finds a wife. A wife. A wife. Right. And that Finds is 5% thing. of
2: Hebrew foolishness. Oh, we, we, listen. Okay, sorry. We're we not going even go there. Wait, right, come on. I need to... We, what was that? <laughs> that's a whole other foolishness All right. that's happening.
1: Let, let's just... Let me just take <laughs> it... Continuing on. No, no, no. I want to I I land here yeah. for just a second, okay? Yeah. When it came to the reconstruction of our country, okay... I didn't see Islam. The Islamic nope. slave trade never ended. Nope. It still goes it still on to this, this day. It still goes on till this day. Okay, now black folks are running to Islam, and I'm like, listen, then you run into the slave owners, because they're still out there right now. That's right. In Nigeria, just two weeks ago, 800 black men and women were killed by Arab Islamic terrorists right there in Nigeria, but nobody will tell you anything about that. Mm-hmm. But it happened. It just happened. Just and happened. And I see the footage in, uh, in Nigeria, in Somalia, lying out in the street. Now, Nigeria is a West Africa, Somalia is further East Africa, but it's happening all over Africa where black people are being either killed or engaged in a slave trade today. When people talk about what they would have done if they were alive during slavery, I'm like, nonsense. You would have done nothing because you're not doing anything about the slave trade today. That's so right. now, now, now I know people have run into Islam and all that kind of stuff, but Islam wasn't there for us no. when we were trying, when, when black people were trying to be freed from slavery. No. You know who was? Oh, it was these black Christian people. That's right. It was these black Christians that they say embraced a white man's religion no nah, they didn't understand something Christianity is so old in Africa that it can be considered one of Africa's indigenous religions That's mm. right. Christianity is recorded in Africa in the Bible mm. That's right. Europe didn't give us Jesus no. yeah. we had so Jesus ignorant. when Europe got to us mm. so uh, what, what I'm getting at here though is that we, we need to get back if black people are, are to move Jesus, forward we need Jesus. to get back to Jesus I know we're mm. getting into Hebrew Israelite and I know we're getting to 5% listen y'all that ain't nothing new I'm 50 years years old. I saw that stuff. Yes, I used to debate are, with these people out in the street when in I was new a York. kid. All the you time. You understand? This Foolery. ain't nothing new.
2: Foolishness.
1: What I'm saying though is if we want to be free, the Bible says yeah. if therefore. The son shall make you free. Jesus you Christ. shall be free indeed. Amen. Jesus said that. Amen. And I don't mean a European effeminate looking man in the pictures. I'm talking about the real Jesus <laughs> with fire in his eyes and a sword coming out of his mouth and his robe dipped in blood Jesus. and on his thigh is written the word of God. Yes, that, Jesus. that Jesus. You know the Bible tells you what Jesus looked like. Yes. Yep. Revelation tells you what he looks like. Yep. I'm not talking about when he walked there the first time. I'm talking about how he looks now. Jesus. Yeah. He, he's, he's looking kind of dangerous now. <laughs> so let's be careful how we treat him and how let's Not be doctrinally loose with the things of God. All right, um, I'm sorry. You're (laughs) reading.
2: Listen, (laughs) preach, preacher. She makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them. She delivers to the merchant girdles or sashes their free one-ups for service. Mm -hmm. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She rejoices over the future, the latter day or time to come, knowing that she and her family are in readiness for it. She opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness, giving counsel and instruction. First of all, young women... We've got to stop sounding so ghetto. We're not even pronouncing our words correctly. We want to be so... We want to be such... The things that we embrace is is so carnal because you're getting your identity from a music video Mm. instead of the word of God. I should not know you by the music video you've been watching Mm -hmm. or how you're looking. I Mm. should know you by the Jesus that you're following. So it says here, um, da, 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 da. she opens her mouth and da, 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 yeah. she looks well to how things go, verse 27, in her household, and the bread of idleness, gossip, discontent, and self pity she will not eat. Her children rise up and call her blessed, Amen. happy, fortunate, and to be envied. And her husband boasts of and praises her, saying, mm-hmm. Many daughters have done virtuously, nobly, and well, with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness. But you, babe girl, <laughs> excel them all. Charm and grace are deceptive, and beauty is vain because it is not lasting. But a woman who reverently listened to this... A woman, it just this just sums it up. A woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city.
1: Yeah, it's I like that last part. Yeah. Like let your own works praise you. Let
2: your own works praise you. Because
1: you know your works can either praise you, yes, or they can condemn you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus even said it, right? You'll know them by their fruit. Yes, you, you know people by what their life produces. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, And so I don't care what you say. What are you producing? It's what you've produced that actually tells me who you are. That's mm-hmm. right. You show me what you've accomplished, I'll show you what you are. Right? Like if you've raised uh, amazing kids or an amazing child, I, I can tell you there's something about you that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and see, like you may not have all the stuff you dreamt of. Mm-hmm. You may not have all the possessions you wanted. But there's something about being able to look at your kids and see that they're good. Mm. That gives the hope. It's like, man, I may not have seen every dream I had come true. But when I look at my sons, when I look at my daughter, I realize, okay, I may not have accomplished it all. There's some things, listen, I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't graduate high school and go right into college and get a master's degree and all, all those things, right? But when I look at my children and where they're going and what they're doing, I realize, you know what? This is, this is your reward, O.C., right? That your own works praise you in the gates. That's your right. children rise up and call you blessed, right. right? Like there's something about when we're able to look at our children. And by the way, this is the, one of the biggest things among black women. Focus on those kids. Focus on the kids. And, and, and I'm going to – can I say something a little bit controversial? Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Keep your kids out of these public schools. Please. Now listen, it's not the same as it was 20 no, years ago. It no, It's not. These are now, you got, it's not you an got option. grown Please. man with a pink mini skirt and fish neck <sighs> stockings trying to teach your kindergarten class. I'm sorry, y'all. They're putting these people in black communities and it's messing us up. And they're acting like we're supposed to accept that and we're not. Don't do it. Our boys are expected to become men. Our girls are expected to become women and if our schools will not support the family values that are to exist in a black community, get your kids out of those schools. Jesus, get them out, sacrifice. Y- sacrifice homeschool Do, what do gotta whatever do. you know do whatever you got to do. but we have to get out. It, this this whole proverb speaks so much it's, it's about a woman speaking to her child. We've got to focus on our children. Jesus. this is huge. like even if you have a church, right? The church has to look at the children. Some, the, you know, the, the adults that nobody's beyond hope, but we got to look at these kids. Parenting, you know, family, Christian values, by the way, they don't begin at church. They begin at home. Period. Yeah. Yeah, one, one thing I, I like to tell people about how do you raise godly children? You let your children see you enjoying being a Christian.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Let them
1: see you enjoy it. How do you, how do you raise children who get married and have kids? Let them see you enjoy being married. Yes. And, and having kids. You can't be walking. I can't stand having these kids in this house all the time. You ain't gonna raise somebody that wants kids with that. You know? (laughs) And they're not gonna wanna be married. Now listen, sometimes you gotta deal with your kids. Right? right? I understand that. And we do we did. And do. We 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 do. We do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) But but they have to see us actually enjoy being in Christ. Yes. Our children, it is the focus. And right now, there are forces in this world Mm. that are that are infiltrating black communities in order to feminize our boys, and it's and it's literally an agenda. It is no, it's it's a. Pl- it's, yes, been a it's been it's been an written, agenda, planned agenda, written. When
2: we say written, I've read it.
1: Yeah, yep.
2: They've planned it so that men won't be in the home, so they can pummel and and destroy black homes. Mm-hmm. I've read the agenda. It's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of the feminization of men in general, it's an agenda. And yeah. you have to naturally fight against it. It's on mm-hmm.
1: purpose. It's happening on purpose right now, today. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to our, our young ladies living a godly life, just understand there are forces out there that exist that are deliberately trying to stop our young women from living godly lives. That's why Sheila shouldn't be going out on a date with Janice. You understand? They should this not makes be sleeping no together. Sense. Makes no sense. I'm sorry. That should not be happening. But see, they've muted the voice that once existed in the black community of family values. Yes. You yes. understand? That's what kept us. Yes. Because dad would be able to say, uh, "You are not going out on a date with no woman, girl. Yeah. Yep. That's not gonna. happen. Not in my house. Not in my house. You understand? Uh, you know, Lewis shouldn't be going out on a date with Keontae. They shouldn't be sleeping together. What is that? And all of a sudden, in in the past 10 years, we're expected to accept it because people have infiltrated the black community to teach us what to think. And I'm going to tell you something. Nobody is qualified to tell you what to think. Mm -hmm. No, I'm I'm a preacher saying that, right? Nobody. I'll even say it. You know what? Whatever I'm saying, go study for yourself. That's right. Go study for yourself. Like, Like, I'm not telling you a lie here. But it's the, when, when, we, when we abandon the family values, when we abandon the sanctity of marriage, when we abandon the idea of faithfulness that's in right. these relationships, that's listen, right. it tears our communities apart and it stops our young ladies from living from God. Mm-hmm. Because their entire culture has nothing to do with anything that's in this book. That's yeah. right. That's the problem. And this is
2: how we lived,
1: even in slavery. Right.
2: This is how we lived. And this is what yes. kept us.
1: If you ever want to get a good idea of what slavery looked like, not, not filtered by people's interpretation of it, go to, I think it's Doc South, um, the University of South Carolina. They, they have a whole section of slave narratives. Oh, okay. I've read through almost all of them. And you'll see one story after another during the Reconstruction period where many former slaves told their story. And you'll see one story after another of them talking about how Jesus yes took them through yes that that how 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 the only way they made it through and continue to make it is because they're holding on to what God has said in His Word yes, yes they they give one great amazing testimony after another listen we need to bring that back in the black community and stop playing nightclub music at our church services. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see that? Okay. We'll deal with that. We'll do with that later. That, resist the apostasy. Stop playing nightclub music in your church service. Ridiculous. You better switch that back over to we come this far by faith and turn mm-hmm. that other nonsense off. It's unbelievable. Even sometimes the words are right and they sound like when they it, Yeah, it's foolishness. Anyway. It's foolish. You know, I want to say something because
2: people are going to listen to this, and I'm so glad my husband came because the reason I felt I felt the burden of him coming because. Women are talking to women, and a lot of women are broken, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they speak out of their brokenness, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And what women don't understand, and young women, is that, and they've seen their mothers had to be strong. My, I saw my mother had to be strong when my father wasn't there, and and that, that's all they know. And yeah. so that, that passes down. But the thing is, God made us a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God made us delicate, God made us beautiful, and we don't do man well. we nope. do it angry yeah we do it if we if, if women have to be men in the we never do it well yeah. because that's not our role mm-hmm. that is not our role and I need you to as you're listening to this, don't put the walls up of anger that you have against men yeah. You need to hear what he's saying and understand that there, that there are men out there that have the same heart. Whether you had a father or whether you did not have a father, that you need to know. Number one, that God is the greatest father. Yes, in Amen. In the universe, and you not having a father doesn't mean you have to stay where you are. Stay the way you are. We've had to deal with our father issues. All of us here, everyone, we always have to deal with our daddy issues. But the Bible says he calls us his children. Yeah. So his first, the way he wants us to see him mm-hmm. is as a father. Yeah. So you do not have to get defensive and, you know, you know, the keyboard warriors. I don't know why he's talking so much. I don't know why he's saying all this stuff. He's a man, da, 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 da. Just let your let your walls down and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart exactly what he's saying. Is, this is what a father is supposed to say to you. But what he's speaking is what the heavenly father wants you to hear. Mm-hmm. This is what the heavenly father wants you to hear. You, you understand what I'm saying? So don't shut down just because a lot of women get triggered when they hear a man's voice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They get triggered, and all of a sudden this wall shup, shup, yep. comes up, and they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't want him to tell me what to do." Da, da. It's not about that. You've been fighting all your life by yourself. God wants to give you a husband that is after his own heart, a godly husband. He wants to give you. Um, you, you to have a relationship with him as the father you never had. Mm-hmm. Yes, you weren't protected when you were raped. Yes, your father wasn't there. Yes, when you told him that you were raped, they didn't believe you. Or yes, did or, or did, he did yep. it himself. Yep. All of those things. Mm-hmm. But you do not have to live without having a father. Mm-hmm. Jesus is your father. God is your father. Yep. And the Bible calls Jesus our elder brother. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to live without a father.
1: Right. There's, a, there's, there's a statement someone once said that women aren't built to fight. Mm. It's not that you can't fight. It's just that by the time you get to the point where you got to fight, you mad about the fact that you have to fight.
0: <laughs> because no, women
1: well. are designed to be fought for. Yes, Men are designed to fight. Women are designed to be fought for. That's yes. why when a little boy is growing up, the main question he's asking of his dad is what? Do I have what it takes? am I good enough, right? Mm. But women, little girls, different. They're wanting to know, am I captivating? Am I worth fighting for? Yes. And so I I wanna consider this, if you are a woman and you're watching this, consider this being fought for. Yes. That's what this is. Yes. Because I wanna see every woman, and we're talking about women Mm. of color, I wanna see every woman of color thrive and prosper and move forward. Yes. But listen, there's some things, if you're gonna move forward, there's some things you're gonna have to let go of. Mm-hmm. And yes. there, there's no exception to, to, for anyone. You have to. And um, the idea, the call to, I know we didn't talk much about this, but the call to holiness yeah. is not designed to destroy your life. Yes. And ruin your social life. Yes. Mm-hmm. What it's designed to do is get your eyes open to the holiness and presence of the only one who can lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen. That's how this works. That's, That's right. how the Christian life works, right? When we're holy before God, Matthew 5 8, never forget the scripture. Matthew 5 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for, for they, they shall see, see God. God. That's huge. So if you are a woman of color, it's like this would be the day to say, Lord, purify my heart
3: Purify my heart.
1: bring me to that Jesus. place of repentance what do I have to let go in order to move forward I've already done my dirt I've already made my mistakes I've already committed my sins but how do I find a way back to God Yes. how do I really live this thing out mm-hmm. because I'm going to tell you something and most of you already know this this world you can do whatever you want in this world right it doesn't have anything for you. That's right. You can have all the money or you can have all the poverty. This world has nothing for you mm-hmm. because money can't give you peace. No money can't, 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 can't get you out of the depression or even some of the mess you put yourself into That's right. money can't do that. But I'm going to tell you something with God. Yes. Nothing is impossible. What's that scripture you like to read in Luke chapter one. Yes. Blessed is she who had believed that
2: there shall be a performance of the things God has told her.
1: Wow. Will we be at the point then, sisters, where we believe what God has said? Jesus. I know there's a lot of voices out there, but do you know that God has a specific plan for you? But here's the issue, okay? When you talk about God has a plan for my life or does God have a plan for my life, I want you to understand this. Both God and the devil have a plan. Yes, right. Both God and the devil have the answer to that question. Both God and the devil want to claim the answer to that question. That's right. Really, it's just up to you whether or not you're going to listen to God or the devil. But I'm going to tell you something. Yes, there's a lot of choices out there of things to do. But when it comes to this life, I can soberly tell you, no one else is fighting for you. Mm-hmm. God is fighting for you. Yes. And if God be for us, who can be against us? If you latch on to, to God, me. it is pros- prosperity and, and, and freedom are promised. And I'm not talking about money when I say prosperity. But freedom and prosperity or the fulfillment of purpose, it is promised. And you can thrive in life. I don't care if you're living in a studio apartment with six kids, right? God can take you from there to yes. being the governor of your state. Jesus, you, Jesus, you understand? Man. Like there's nothing impossible with God, yes. but you've got to latch on to him. And if you, if, you don't, if you forget everything I said with my rambling self, didn't even know I was going to be speaking up here today, <laughs> right? Just remember this, right? God is the priority. Yes. There is no greater priority. It's him like of all the things that occur in life. If you just open up this word, go to a Bible believing church, not no church about no nonsense, right? You know, so we we I'm not going to get into that, <laughs> so but, right? Not not about nonsense. I'm talking about like a discipleship culture that actually wants to see you grow and thrive, right? Get involved, get locked in, and and join yourself to a culture that wants to see you thrive.
2: Yes,
1: you understand? A nightclub doesn't want to see you thrive, do, do they? No, they I don't. mean, I, as far as my understanding is concerned, no. it doesn't. No, it right? Doesn't. No, join people who want to see you thrive. Amen. Right? You know, if, if they're handing you stuff that's going to mess with your brain, right? If somebody handing you weed and, and, and alcohol and drugs and all, listen, they don't want to see you succeed. No, they don't. Get off of all of that stuff. In the name of If brother just wants to have sex with you and then leave you, they don't want to see you thrive. No. Stop having sex with boys. Mm. I said boys, like boys. not men. Boys. Right? Boys, because a man will marry you. You know, you know, real men, real men raise children. Mm. Real men don't just make babies, real men raise babies. I'm gonna tell you that. Th- that's true. Jesus. Like stop getting involved with useless men. That is the bane of black women Jesus. in this country because Let's, of fatherlessness. Because of fatherlessness. And this father is here to tell you that there is a father in heaven yes. that is a father above all mm-hmm. and he'll restore your life from right where you are I don't care what you've done wrong I don't care what kind of sin you've committed or mistakes you've made he loves you and that love is real mm. Amen. just seek him Amen. and you'll find him Amen. if you seek him with all your heart Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: that's a great way to transition you talking yes. about prioritizing God because that's what we're hopping into <laughs> next awesome. great
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> okay so shifting gears just a little bit yes first of all Y'all are doing great. I just knew this is going to be a great podcast. <laughs> I just knew. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to be completely transparent. When it comes to me reading a word, mm-hmm. it is not fun. It's right. confusing. It's like, mm-hmm. what am I reading? I just reread it 13 times. I still don't get it. Right. It's much easier to read a fictional book. Mm-hmm. Over the winter break, I was reading this book, and that's the fastest I've ever read a book. And my mm-hmm. boyfriend was like, You've read that more than you've read your Bible. And that struck me. <laughs> like, you didn't have to get on my head like that. <laughs> but it's the truth. And it's the sad truth. It's just so much easier to scroll social media, watch Netflix, yes. do this, yeah. that, and the other. And, like, I'm a full-time student, college student. Um, I work full-time in public school. So I know what you yes. guys are talking about. Yeah. I see it every day. Yep. Um and so when I get home, I just kind of want to relax and do my own thing, so right. it, it feels like a chore when it's time to read the Bible. So my question for you is, how can we make reading God's word more appealing when there's distractions like what I just said, Netflix, fictional books, social media, this, that, the other? Right. You go
1: first. Okay. Well, first of all, we, our church does something every January. We're doing it right now. We're doing it right now. This is day number six, uh, called 66 in 88. So at average reading speed, if you read the Bible for an hour per day, you'll be finished reading the entire Bible by March 29th, the whole thing in the first quarter of the year. I know there's like one year Bible reading plans and those are good, but we want to start the year off Mm -hmm. with reading the entire Bible. Now, the reason why is for me as a pastor, I want the people in my church to have read the Bible. Mm -hmm. I always say, listen, don't believe a thing I say. Just read your Bible. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all in there, right? Yeah. Now, with that in mind, yes, once you get to, like, Leviticus, it gets a little rough, right? And once you get to, like, the Chronicles where you're reading, and this one begat this one, this one begat this one, and this one. And so I'm always tempted to just skip the chapter. I'm like, I ain't reading all that. I'm going to skip over all that, you know? Why am I reading all the details on how to build the tabernacle? Like, I'm not an architect. I don't really care, right? But no, but still, you still read it because what happens is when you read the the Bible, all the way through, you're not going re- to retain everything. You're yeah. not going to get everything, okay? But the Bible, there's something about it. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Yes. So even in reading the Bible and it's being boring, mm-hmm. there's something being built up in you. Something's happening. You can't see it. It's like if they say, like, you know, go on a diet And, you know, so now you're eating carrots and celery like so many people are doing this time of the year. Yeah. Right. So everybody, I'm on a diet. Right. So after a while, you're like, listen, I'm tired of eating carrots and celery. This is getting boring. Yeah. It's boring. But what it's doing is it's building something in you that's helping you to get better. Yeah. The Bible is no different. After a while, what happens is when you become results oriented as to what it's doing inside of you, you start to want more of it. Mm-hmm. Like reading the Bible changed my life. We've had testimonies of people who said, "When I read through the entire Bible with sixty six in eighty eight, it changed my life." And we can send that to you. Yeah. actually, if you want,
2: if anybody wants to read it, right, you can do. I mean, you really could do it anytime you want. yeah. yeah. Can. But and you could join us in doing it. And then, of course, on one body, we talk about what we read. So when you, or if you have a question about it, you can say, hey, I just read this. What does this mean? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yep. So we have people that do that as well. But with what he was talking about is um, a lot of, you understand this, that it's the enemy, it's the devil that doesn't want you to understand. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I usually tell people to do is, if you are having issues understanding, first you pray. Yeah. Before you pick up the word, you pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to know your son. Holy Spirit show me Jesus in what I'm reading just a simple prayer like that and you might have to rebuke some devils <laughs> and say every spirit that does not want me to read I command you to leave mm-hmm. and father I welcome the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to show me what you want me to know as I'm reading today mm-hmm. right. and so and it's a discipline right you know you discipline yourself yeah you're in school mm-hmm. and you know that there are times you just have to study yeah you have no yes. choice yeah and You're it's born, had, isn't it? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, so you just have to you have to discipline yourself and say, this is what I need to do in order for me to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and understand. And then also for a lot of people, they're trying to um, not say, I don't know everything based uh, unless what you just told me, but there are some other people that are, are massing so much secular that it snatches the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you're feeding yourself with a lot of secular stuff, your appetite is not going to yes. Yes. gravitate towards yeah. spiritual things. Yeah. yeah. So, when we begin this year, and we were talking to people about this year, you know, Pastor Naro told the young adults, take all social media off your phone. Mm-hmm. Right. Consecrate yourself. Mm-hmm. Separate yeah. yourself so that you won't be distracted with what your... What you're seeing with your eyes, because it literally steals the word. Mm. You could be you'd read the word for thirty minutes, but you were on social media for five hours. Mm. That thirty minutes is going to be gone.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: So yeah. Also with social media, and I'm not against social media, obviously, right? Because we'll likely be looking at this on social media. But what the, the problem is? Have you ever scrolled? I've done this. You're scrolling, right? And you go, "Oh my goodness, that was a funny joke." And then you go to the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, oh, I'm not sure if I agree with that, but they're all right, you know, they're they're crazy. <laughs> then you go to the next one, you mm-hmm. go, Oh man, she has cancer, seriously? Man, my all condolences. Ways of and you know, mm-hmm. care button. And then you go on, right? And the next person, oh, it's is his birthday? I didn't know it was his birthday. I better give him a call. So all these different emotions, emotions come, right? Up and, down. and so you, you your emotions are all over the place on social media all the time, mm-hmm. right? You scroll to the next thing. Oh man, I can't stand Donald Trump. Then you go to the next thing, right? <laughs> I can't stand Joseph Biden. Right? You can't, I can't stand I can't nobody. <laughs> him. Right? I ain't nobody, right? right? But you just all these emotions are going on, and and you're never settled anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people go through their entire day like this. Yep. I know people, you know, your um, you know, if you have a, an iPhone, you know how you have that screen time notification.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so this is convicting. Look at your screen time sometime and ask yourself. If you studied your schoolwork
3: mm. for
1: the amount of time that your screen time shows you were on Instagram, how far along with your course material would you be? Yeah. If you read your Bible <laughs> for the amount of time that you spent on, you know, Facebook or or what? What's another one? Um, well, there's so whatever many now, it is, grads, right? Right, right. X. Like if you read your Bible for half that time. Like, let's say you were on Facebook for for four hours. You know, that's that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say, okay, I'm not telling you to stop being on social media. I'm just saying, if you're on social media for five hours a day, and I say, all right, well, just take that same amount of time and cut it in half and read your Bible for that amount of time. Well, then you're reading your Bible for two and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're reading your Bible much more than I do. I'm not reading my Bible for no two and a half hours a day. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. But you are you are a Bible ace. You yeah. are like, you're getting through the Bible 66 and 88. No, we're talking 66 by next week, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but the thing is, but we I think we're going to do what we value. You understand? Do what we value. So so a person may have a person may have cancer. If a person with cancer is told that if you eat 30 carrots a day, you'll be healed of cancer by next week, just I'm just speaking hypothetical nonsense. Yeah. Right. Now, we may not normally want to eat 30 carrots a day, mm-hmm. but now there's value attached to it. Yes. yes. If I do this, this is going to happen. Yeah. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Mm-hmm. Right? Psalm 119 speaks over and over again, your word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you, which means that there's a value attached to it if we accept it. Yeah. If you want to get over the strongholds that exist in your life, the depression that may exist in your life, the, the, the hurt and pain of things that happened in the past that you've never gotten over, right? The Bible and reading the scriptures is going to free you from the pain of all of that. The yeah. Bible is the answer to the fallen human condition. Amen. It is the only answer to the fallen human condition. Yes. You understand? Like the Bible is the best therapist that ever existed. Yes. You rightly divide this word of truth and it's like, man, it you can be free life. from anything. It would change anything. Mm-hmm. And um, if you attach value to it, it helps you then to prioritize it's over Netflix, Amazon Prime, yeah. Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Facebook, all Insta- yeah, all of it.
2: Yeah, it will steal the word of God from you. So if you are indulging in all of that, mm. you're not going to have an appetite for the
1: word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You know, Twinkies and and uh, <laughs> uh, McDonald's hamburgers. If you eat that every day, you're not going to want a salad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now I know you're 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 an amazing. You have your food stuff on Instagram. It's amazing, right? <laughs> like like eat some good. The Bible is called good food, good right? Good food, good yeah. food. You gotta eat that. Yeah, yeah, I just
0: start changing up my diet, and I'm just looking at the food on my Instagram page and all these food pages. Uh, all, uh, yeah, you get yeah. See, so you gotta stop <laughs> looking at that. Say so I have a it's goal.
1: No, dope. you have a few of them out there that are good though. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, no, I'm saving that what I'm serious yeah I do I believe you <laughs>
0: 100% okay one more question I want both of you to give us one piece of advice for okay. young women who are working to prioritize reading God's word even though we're busy doing this that and the other one piece of advice
2: put God first put Jesus first when you give your life to Jesus and and I want you you know to uh, when you when you do talk about this talk about the gospel for people oh sure um when you when you end with that, but when we come into the kingdom of God, we are now enlisted.
3: Yeah.
2: We are not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to talk like the world. We're not supposed to be like the world. We don't do what the world does. We are now in another kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. There is no in between. Mm-hmm. And so when you give your life to Jesus. You put him first, and like I said, when you come to him and you say, I am now a disciple of Jesus Christ, he said, if any man would come after me, he has to deny himself, number one, take up his cross, and number two, and three, follow me. Number one, deny yourself. That means your desires how you want to live, the music you want to live, what, what whatever it is, you've got to deny yourself. You're you're dead. The Bible says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Mm-hmm. Yet not I, but Christ that live in me. Mm-hmm. And now and the life that I now live in the flesh, right. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2 20. You are crucified with Christ. OC no longer is alive. Mm-hmm. So when you're no longer alive, you're alive to, you're dead to sin and alive to Jesus Christ. Dead to sin, alive to Jesus Christ. And you make the decision that I am going to live for Jesus Amen. for real. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that's, that's, you know, it's, it's a serious thing. Yeah. When you enlist, you are no longer part of the kingdom of darkness. Nothing Amen. with you or on you or any way you live should be remotely involved with the kingdom of darkness. It has to be the kingdom of light.
1: Yeah. Amen. So my answer to your question is that every young woman should be saved. Now, what I I mean by that, the mantra of our church first love fellowship is winning the church to Christ. What we mean by that is there's a lot of people who go to church. They do not belong to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, Just because you're sitting inside a refrigerator does not make you a gallon of milk. (laughs) Right. You can be there, but that don't mean you belong. You know, so so I would say to be saved. And what I mean by that is this. So remember the Ten Commandments. Many of us hear about the Ten Commandments. Right. Mm -hmm. What are they? You'll have no gods before me is the first one. The second one is not to worship any graven images Third, don't use the name of the Lord your God in vain. Fourth, you know, uh, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. The fifth one is honor your father and your mother. The sixth one is don't murder. The seventh one is don't commit adultery or commit sexual sin. The eighth one is don't steal. Mm -hmm. Ninth one is don't bear false witness or lie. Mm -hmm. And the tenth one is don't covet after other people's things. When I look at those Ten Commandments, I realize that in my life, I've broken seven out of ten and that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like I know I sinned, and I don't call my sins mistakes. I when I I it don't sins. know about you, but when I sinned, I sinned on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I meant what I did. Yeah, right. So, we realize then when we read the the commandments that we're all guilty of something. Mm-hmm. We've all done something wrong. So, when you look at the scriptures, it says in Exodus chapter thirty four when Moses was getting the Ten Commandments off the mountain from God, he says something to God. He says, show me your glory, right? Moses wants to see God up on a mountain, and God answers Moses' prayer. Mm -hmm. But this is what God says when he does. He It says, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, amen, long-suffering a patient, that's good too, abundant in goodness and truth, yes, I need that, Keeping mercy for thousands, absolutely forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. I need that too. Mm-hmm. Then it says, "And who will by no means clear the guilty?" Hold on, <laughs> because I'm guilty. Yeah. Like who else needs forgiveness and uh, uh, forgive forgiveness for iniquity and transgression? but the guilty and God out of the same mouth says, forgives iniquity and then says he won't clear the guilty.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Visiting the iniquities. He goes on of the fathers upon the children mm-hmm. and upon the children, children unto the third and fourth generation. So God is saying, I'm loving, I'm merciful. I'm forgiving. I will not clear the guilty. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. This means then that I am in trouble. Yes. That means that, a, that you know what the biggest problem in the world is? The biggest problem in the world is that god is good mm. the reason why that's a big problem is because i'm not we're not that's the separation god is good we're not good see most church people don't know this they don't realize this that we're not good we need a savior when you read the Jesus. scripture the only conclusion you can come to is i need to be saved yeah i'm a wreck I've broken, Jesus, like, the preacher man here broke seven out of ten commandments. He's probably lying. He probably broke, like, nine out of ten, <laughs> right? He just ain't telling us everything. And now all oh, y'all wondering which ones I broke, right? <laughs> but when I read this, I realize we need, I need a Savior. Yes. When you read this, you should realize we need a Savior.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. And that's where Isaiah 53 comes in, in the scriptures. When Jesus came, it says he was wounded for our transgressions. Bruise. Bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace with God fell on him. Mm -hmm. And with his stripes were healed. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. That's me. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: That's me even after coming to church, going astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Mm -hmm. That scripture where it says he will by no means clear the guilty. Do you know who the guilty one was that he would not let go unpunished? It was Jesus. Yeah. Jesus took the wrath of God that we deserved on our head upon himself so that we could be free to have a relationship with God. I would say the biggest advice I could give Mm -hmm. is believe the good news of the gospel, that a relationship with God is possible. I don't care how deep your sin, I don't care how dark your thoughts, I don't care how horrible an experience you have, Jesus fixes everything and the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only answer to the fallen human condition the religions of the world tell you a thousand things you have to do to get to God but Jesus no He came to us. Yes. He came to save us. We could not save ourselves. I couldn't reach high enough to reach God, but He came and saved me, and He will save you, and He will save anyone who believes. I don't care if you've been in Baptist church for the past 30 years, I don't care if you grew up in a church. I need you to ask yourself Am I saved? Yes, sir. Have I embraced this gospel? Is the cross everything? And if it's not, it is time. Today is your day of repentance. Repent of your sins. Turn away from your sins and believe the gospel. Believe this short thing that I just told you, that somebody came to save you in your most sinful state and he loves you. Yeah. He does not God has zero interest in anyone going to hell. Mm-hmm. Yes right God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Mm-hmm. it says it is not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. I am asking the audience of this this, this, this time here to come to repentance, to come to Jesus, okay. say yes to him and allow him to change you from the inside out that any woman that's watching this please believe this gospel because Jesus loves you
0: yeah amen let that set in amen (laughs) we're gonna shift gears one more time we're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about the last topic of this episode and we're gonna talk about submission Mm -hmm. um so i know there's controversy around this topic Mm -hmm. um about whether or not women should be submissive um so i've actually challenged some aspects of this uh, not surprising um but i do have a couple of questions for you mm-hmm. both so what does the world say about submission when it comes to women and what does the bible say about submission right okay can i answer Can I start yes that? go start
1: you see i just asked my wife for permission <laughs> <laughs> right. um First of all, in the world, of course, submission pertains to domination, mm-hmm. right? It's like you do what I say, period, right? Yeah. Um, but if you have the love of Christ living in you and you're a husband, that's not how you're going to treat your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand the Bible does say, it says in the scriptures, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. That is Bible. And that's what I expect of my wife. But the very next verse says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, listen. I expect my wife to submit to me, but she ought to expect me to literally give my life for her if it should be called for. Mm -hmm.
3: That's right.
1: You understand? Mm -hmm. You submit yourself to someone who will give their life for you. Yeah. That's a whole different idea, right? Mm -hmm. You you know, if you're being asked to submit yourself to someone who might or might not come home at night, yeah, I can see how that's hard. Yeah. Yeah right? But when you literally are in covenant with someone who will give their lives for you, and I don't mean just die for you. I'm talking about live every day of their life, trying to see how they can meet your need and submit to the needs that a woman has. That's right. That's important. So in many ways, if a husband is filled with the love of Christ, he's actually also submitting to the needs that she has. Now, one more thing. With that in mind... In my home, yes, I'm the leader.
3: Mm -hmm. I
1: am. That's right. And I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. I'm comfortable in my shoes with That's that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't bother me if people disagree with that. Yeah, I'm a leader. Yeah. And my sons need to see me be the leader. And my daughter needs to see me be yeah. the leader. That's, right. That's why I said I'm a spiritual leader in the house, right? Mm-hmm. But when things go down in the house, I have to show some leadership. Yeah. That's right. Because somebody's got to fight for the house. And it sure as heck ain't going to be my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a thing I often joke about. like If if it's 3 o'clock in the morning right, and I see someone like trying to get inside the front door of the house, now, if I hide under the covers <laughs> shivering and my, my wife jumps out to the front door to take care of the problem, even if she goes out there and wins that fight, do you know, you know who's next? I'm coming <laughs> back and shooting. If I'm like under the covers I'm saying, like, Honey, I know you didn't just. Are they gone? I can't right? believe it. Right? She's coming back I'll with a baseball bat. So i right?
2: be so done.
1: Now, because you'd look at me differently if I hid under the covers. Yeah. Right? But the expectation. Oh, goodness. The expectation. Is that the man leads. Yeah. So but. if the sa- think of the same scenario now, right? Somebody's getting, coming in the door at night and my wife is hiding under the covers mm-hmm. and I jump up out of bed and go to the front door to take care of the problem. No one would look at us different ever. And the reason right. why is this, there is an expectation yes. of a man to lead. Can I give, can I, really quickly in answering your question, can I give some man advice really quickly? Yes. yes All right. Yes. Cause this is a big deal. <laughs> Um, what is the manliest thing a man can do the manliest thing a man can do that a woman is not expected to do
3: mm.
1: well the manliest thing that a manly man can manly do is this love sacrificially without apology life on a line
3: mm.
1: man, men are expected to do that mm you understand if there is a problem a life or death situation I ought to be standing in front mm-hmm. That's right. I cannot hide behind my wife mm-hmm. yeah. I have to love sacrificially she is not expected to do that for me
3: That's right.
1: at three o'clock in the morning if somebody's at the door and we both jump up to take care of the problem you know who I'm mad at I'm mad at her yeah. get back in the bedroom and call the police. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. I don't need her fighting next to me like no, that. No. You understand? I need her to give me a chance to sacrifice for her if necessary. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to submission, my need is to be the man of my house and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And hers is to allow me to do so. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, honey.
2: No, you did great. No, yes. that's so great. So I want to read Ephesians 5 because everything we do we can have opinions mm-hmm. but again when you're right. in the kingdom the word is our plumb line it's right. our foundation mm-hmm. right so we have to establish foundation in the word first mm-hmm. that immediately demolishes our opinions mm-hmm. because yeah. the only opinion we're supposed to have is jesus's opinion yeah right mm-hmm. so in ephesians 5 it says therefore be imitators of god yeah copy him And follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father Mm -hmm. and walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you. So it became a sweet fragrance. So that Mm. establishes what we're, what we begin with. You understand? And so if everybody, husband, wife, father, mother, children, establish that this is what they're supposed to be, there shouldn't be any argument.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be any argument. Because mm-hmm. we are all being imitators of God. Yeah. Then there's no argument. Because mm-hmm. we're all we're all in the same kingdom. We're full flowing the same way. And Jesus told us what to do here. So now let's skip all the way down. And there's so much that is dealt with in this chapter. But this is where husband and wives are being um, addressed. Then it says verse 522. Ephesians 522. Wives, be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourselves to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. Wow. We've already agreed. We're Christians. Mm -hmm. And they know that we are Christians by our love. Mm -hmm. This is how we're supposed to be submissive. Verse 23 for the husband is head of the wife Mm -hmm. as Christ is the head of the church himself, the savior of his body as the church is subject to Christ. So let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands, Mm -hmm. husbands, then it says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So that he might sanctify her, that's what he said today, Mm -hmm. having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such things, that she might be holy and faultless. This is all the theme of what we've been talking about. Um, It says here, even so husbands should love their wives as being in a sense their own bodies. Mm -hmm. See that, their own bodies. When you're loving somebody, you're not. Lo- what What are you going to do to your body to destroy yourself? That's how you're supposed to treat the other person, right? And it says, "He who loves his own wife loves himself." Mm-hmm. We could just preach right there. Mm-hmm. If you love your, if you love your wife, you love yourself. Yeah. For no man ever hated his own flesh. That's what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it as Christ does the church. Mm -hmm. Because we are members parts of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. This mystery is very great. But I speak concerning the relation of Christ and the church. However... Let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being, in a sense, his very own self. Mm -hmm. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers Mm -hmm. him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him. And loves and admires him exceedingly.
1: Wait, that's that's Bible right there, right? Bible. Does that leave any room for a husband to slap his wife? No. Like based on what we're reading. No right does that leave any room for a husband to be domineering over his wife no. to, to harm her or to hurt her no. or to mm-hmm. emotionally abuse her no no the i'm not talking about what culture has done yeah even no. christian cultures right. in the past have used this the 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 submit Scripture. yourself yeah. as a I am, means to so, yeah. yeah right
2: you do what i say right, when,
1: what? <laughs> right go make me a sandwich and what? keep your mouth shut right <laughs>
2: this but, but the
1: scriptures don't leave room for that
2: <laughs> it doesn't leave room for that
1: I know that culturally, that has happened, and right. it is wrong. Yeah, right. Because biblically, the the most healing person in a woman's life ought to be her husband. That's mm-hmm. right. The most healing presence in a woman's life ought to be the the man she married, and the most healing person in a husband's life should be the woman that that he married. That's it. You understand? So that's right. that's, that's something that submission is not something where you domineer it's not a no. domineering thing. this is all about loving and submitting to the need that that person has you understand if, if if i'm hungry and i go oh my goodness i'm so hungry i just you know had a really rough day at work and so on my wife doesn't love me if she says well i ain't gonna cook for no man well why not don't you love me i, I, I just said i'm i'm well, I work too. I know, but okay, I'll clean the garage, but I need dinner. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, let, let's work this thing out. Like, you, you work together mm, for the good right. of the other person. That's right, that's yeah. Right. There's no slavery in yeah, marriage. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You understand? Yeah.
1: And so if you love your husband, um, you're going to do what's, what's best for him. That's right. You understand? If you're a really good cook and you're a wife and you see your husband just tipped over 350, Right, You're going to stop making like food that's going to kind of, you know, <laughs> to get in the opposite direction.
0: <laughs> right? Switch
1: it. So we'll because end up in the hospital. Them. Yes. yes. Right? But the same thing with, with husbands and wives. Like we do things for each other's Sacrificially.
2: Mm. So you sacrifice. Love is really what we really need to define was what love is. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Because when with agape love mm-hmm. is unconditional
1: mm-hmm.
2: and sacrificial.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And when you sacrifice, you never think about yourself. That's right. If nobody just, if everybody just stopped thinking about themselves yeah. and saying, I'm thinking about the person in front of me, Yeah, how am I making them feel? Mm-hmm. What am I doing to them? What is it am I portraying to them? Mm-hmm. If love is at the forefront, there would be no arguments.
1: You know, early in our marriage, my wife was doing her hair and putting in uh, her hair thing and she called me from the other room and she was like, Can you help me put these tracks in? <laughs> help you. Do I remember. What? I remember. And don't y'all know I hooked her up. Once I figured out how to do it, I was like, oh look at here. <laughs> right? But that's what I mean. Like,
3: that's sacrifice. That that's
1: sacrifice, right? That's agape. Sacrifice. Yeah, that's that's it right there. Uh, but but really like you you do things out of love. Not yes. out of control. And another thing, and you don't say the Bible says you to submit to me, so you better do this. <laughs> so like, no, that's not how this works. No, no. Right? And and honestly, do you look look at my wife? Do you really think she's the kind of person that would fall for the whole do what I say or else? <laughs> So when you hear her say the things she's saying she's living this thing out with her life yeah. willfully That's this true. is not something she's being forced to do right. because she's some small timid Nigerian woman. Do those exist? <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, I have a while. So I'm a
2: foul one.
1: she's willfully being that, right? That's right. Just that's like right. I'm willfully uh sacrificing. That's, that's right. That's how marriage works. That's how submission works. You submit yourselves one to another. Oh, oh one more thing. Be Christian. Be Christian. That's all you have to do. towards your spouse. This is what
2: I'm saying. Yeah.
1: If you say that. you're
2: a Christian, if you if you act like a Christian in your marriage, yeah.
1: that's all you really need to do. There should not
2: be any argument, mm. right? right? Because again. That is your foundation, mm-hmm. right? You don't have argument about what I personally believe. What? No, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You're dead. You don't have a personal belief. You are dead, right? Dead people don't have personal beliefs, right? You understand? Right. Everything about everything about Christianity is about dying to yourself. Mm-hmm. In order for you to live, you have to die. In order for you to yeah. receive, you have to give. It's complete yeah. opposite. Amen. And you have to choose to live that. If you if this this does not apply to those that say that they are not Christians, this don't worry y- about y- it. Yep, just forget
1: don't it. Don't worry
2: about it. But if you say you know Jesus yeah. and He is your Lord, he dictates how you treat your wife. Right. He dictates how you treat your husband.
1: Amen. And your children. Amen. You know, we the other night we had an argument about some some there was some chicken. Smelling. Um smelling. Yeah. I have a really good nose. Yeah, she does. It's amazing. It's like a superpower. But <laughs> it so really somebody is. put the bag of chicken that we had in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator in the garage. Now the bottom drawer is the drawer that is. It's not it's the, for the coolest. It's Right. For, yeah. Anyway. We smelled something in the garage. We're like, what is that just... smell? And then my wife came out and was like, it stinks. And she'd act like I did it. I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm not the one that's stinking, right? So she's mad. But so we going back and forth about the, the smell in the house. And we pulled out all of the meat, just pull all of the meat out, we're like, smell everything. So, but what I noticed is that we're arguing about the smell of the, the chicken. We didn't know it was chicken yet. We just like, something stinks. And then my wife is mad because she got super smell, right? And I don't. I'm like, I don't smell a thing. So anyway, What I noticed, though, was that it was late at night, and we're arguing while I'm cooking her dinner, and she's cleaning my bedroom. (laughs) You understand? I'm saying that because sometimes arguments are going to happen, but understand that even when you argue... You're arguing with someone you love more yeah. than anyone else in the yes. world. So they only yes. go but so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You understand? Yeah. I didn't, you know, she didn't slip any any bleach in my next day's dinner, <laughs> right? Put thumbtacks in my side of the bed, right? Like, there, there's real love there, even yes. if you have disagreements and <laughs> yes. things like that. That's right. Yeah, so, so yes, the submission thing is an act of the will. And, yeah, it is and not love.
2: a forced thing it's a based on gotcha. love yes and the scripture says submit to one another mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that's so, like being christian
2: right that's just again this does not apply to you if you have not signed up in the army if you have yeah. not enlisted in this military that's called christianity if you say you know jesus you have to act like him yeah because yeah.
1: love is the governing yeah. factor of your life love is the governing if you're a christian it's all about life. love you got to do it yep god commands love hmm. Yeah, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. strength. That's it. Love your neighbor as yourself. As you love
2: yourself. Two, right. verse two
0: commandments. Yep. That's it. Yes. Okay. Can we answer it? We. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> one more question, and this is one we're going to use the screenshots for. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so a lot of times, and we already touched on this. A lot of times we see on social media, the strong black woman who uh-huh. don't need a man. Tell uh-huh. her what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they hold their selves on a really high pedestal. Please right. put the first one up. We're going to read this. Y'all brace yourselves. She oh, says some crazy, some crazy okay. stuff.
2: the name, though. That is the name. Okay, okay. I know
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no I'm going to read it. It says, majority of black women are not submissive because we come from a lineage of matriarchs and queens. We come from a culture where black women were loved by black men and black women were worshipped because... Black women were either equals or superiors. So when it's in you to be dominant, it's just your nature. Black women are God. You can't expect a God to be submissive to anything beneath them. You can't expect the creator to act like your maid, slave, and servant.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Black women are little Ooh, lilith, She said Eve's. black women are little That's all I'm gonna read on there for it Okay,
1: listen. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not gonna bash your head in, this poor girl. But the, the child doesn't know what she's talking about. First of all, Lilith is a demon. Yes, it's Lilith a is yes. a sex demon. Yes. Okay, so she, she said, knows that. Out of her same Trust sentence, me, she, she said black women are Liliths and and black women are God. So she's saying that they're God not and a sex thieves. demon. That is straight um, from hell. Secondly, uh, black women are God. So God is a healer. So can black women cure cancer? She looks like, like a witch. It's a but witch. But it's it's oh, listen no she doesn't understand. it's witchcraft. she doesn't know so the majority of black women are not submissive did she take a survey over this or <laughs> also because we come from a lineage of matriarchs like all of you because how did you get some, here aren't no seriously aren't there some peasants that are black we didn't all come from kings. I cannot. Right? This is
3: what I'm talking about. We come
1: from a culture where black women were loved by black men. Which, which culture are we talking about? Which culture we because talking about? Because when I look at the African continent, it's many different cultures. right? It's not just one culture. It's not just West Africa. But I, hey. I digress. Um, black women were worshipped. You, you from Africa. Are they worshipping black women over there? I just want to know, cause you, you, cause you are. I'm African American, but you are African is African,
2: right? Like the true African American, right?
1: I, I didn't know that. They, they, were they worshiping your mom over there? You know alone?
2: what? All of this is is this, you know, this demonic move to go back into these old religions that God has delivered us from as black people. Mm-hmm. That's why her name is that. All that Egyptian stuff. It's this is the spiritual uh, spiritualism. That they're moving back to. Mm-hmm. You know, the spiritualism and, and they don't know all of that all Egyptian gods, all of that. That's all this is. That is all this is. And they're moving back to Satanism. This this is all this is. That's it. So, and it's a it's a whole satanic move right now of going back to black spiritualism because they said the white man took it from us. No. Mm. Jesus delivered us from going to hell because we were worshiping gods. And that's why even with her name was all that Egyptian stuff, goddess of heaven, that's all, that's all demons. Yeah. That's all um, um, satanic stuff that God told us not to worship these other gods. And she's making women a god. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I love y'all. But you ain't God. Yeah. You're just not God. I'm sorry. You know, and and I'm saying that as a man with a wife and a daughter who I adore and love.
2: Yeah. Why am I going? Why um, would I need to be known as a whore? People like to say black women are the whores of the world, and yet the sacred whore is both the goddess of heaven (laughs) and earth, (laughs) Asherah. I mean, literally, this is all biblical. And black women being the most educated, successful people on the planet, black women has never ever left her throne. This is. You see, this is when you don't have an identity and you gotta pick up something. Yeah, yeah.
1: but Lilith is literally like the Literal the one that birthed incubus and succubus. <laughs> yeah. Right. You've got the the, the Lilith and the Seder. Right, which Oof. is like the the whole incubus succubus Oof. dynamic that you actually find hidden in the book of Isaiah when you study the Hebrew words. Lilith, Lilith is found there in scripture, yes, as well as the Seder, which one calls to the other. That's a, a, a scriptural thing.
2: Ooh, we didn't talk about restorative discipleship.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that would Distortive be restorative discipleship Oof. too, will deal with all of this, yes, because <laughs> yeah, because I'll, I'll RD2. We're talking about Lilith. We're talking about Seder. We're talking about pornea, which is one of the things that gets people in bondage in their mind, and they can't get free from uh, uh, sexual spirits that visit them at night. And so it keeps people locked in. Um, Yeah, black women are not God. Yeah. Um, You can't, uh, you know, it says you can't expect a God to be submissive, submissive to anything beneath them. You can't expect the creator to act like you're... What, so you know, I love my mother. My mother passed away. God rest her soul. Um, she did not create me. Yeah, you understand? She gave birth to me. Mm-hmm. She did not create me. Mm. You know that? That's that's really. There's a lot wrong with this, but it's reflective it's of the so, mentality it's so, it's a that a lot those of women have that. in patriarchal <laughs> <be> relationships
2: <laughs> are dying to be
1: free. So, okay, I would make, <laughs> I'm gonna do a shameless plug. I'm writing a book called The Patriarch. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, of course, best. I'm now. writing it's a book like, called The Patriarch. Totally against where, the grain. Yeah, it's gonna go against the grain. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those submit to us women type books. No. Yeah. Okay. But remember when I was telling you the manliest thing a man can do is love sacrificially without apology? It's from that book. Okay. Because we do studies on dynasties and why they thrive or fall, right? Um, uh, superiority, uh, like there are no superior races of people. Mm-hmm. There are superior cultures, mm. and that's our problem. Mm-hmm. We have to have a superior culture, yeah. a culture of achievement, a culture of excellence, so that we don't go out writing nonsense like this.
0: Yes, foolery.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: foolery. Jaina, when you're ready, we're gonna go to the next screenshot. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness, there's another my one. Gosh, oh, this is not as bad as that first okay. one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just talking about something we already touched on. Okay. So this is a screenshot from a study done by the National Library of Medicine. Sure. Uh, the title of this article was "Married Black Men's Opinions as to Why Black Women Are Disproportionately Single." This is a qualitative uh, a qualitative study. Yeah. So, um. It says, the men also described the lack of knowledge among black women about how to share the responsibility for managing a household with a mate, having spent years without a partner or a model. Lionel, 34 years old and married for 13 years, said, if you're a Christian, you have to believe in the woman submitting. And that's a curse word to African-American women. Me submitting submissive but they have to understand the context of what the word means. Let's say you marry a 30-year-old black woman. She's been single all her life. She took care of herself. She's self-sustaining. She got her own car. She got her own crib. You know, the I-N-D. <laughs> I remember that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. the <independent> system. <laughs> and then you marry her, and then you, co- then you come in trying to be a man and say, well, I'm the man of the house. I'm gonna take care of the house. She'll say, no, I've been doing it on my own. So you have to break that. It's tough. It's really tough. They are some really uh, peculiar creatures. (laughs) (laughs) They're the epitome of being from Venus and Mars, an allusion to the Mm -hmm. Book of Men, Mm -hmm. or from Mars. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys have to say about that? Are we agreeing? Are we disagreeing?
1: Well, he doesn't mention what the man's been doing for the past several years. Right. He's saying she held her own down, but was he not holding his own too? (laughs) Right. I hope he was. (laughs) Right. If he's getting married. Yeah. Um, so, So that's, see, this is the thing. So he says, well, I'm the man at the house. Wrong approach. You don't come into a marriage saying, well, I'm the man of the house, yeah. right? He's you never ought, had to you, say that. You ought to come in knowing that you are without having to say it. And you just live it. Right? It's- and then she says, she'll say, no, I've been doing it on my own. Well, same thing. Like, if there's a love relationship, right? Yes. Which is what's missing from here, yeah. right? Women yeah. are from Mars. Men are from Venus. Um, be- men are, men from are from Mars. Mars women are from Venus, Venus. right? There's no there's no love in this no I, i'm not seeing that here i'm not seeing the love language yeah. that says i'll submit to your need
3: mm-hmm, right. you
1: understand there are certain things my yeah. wife does in the house that i do not do right there are certain things i do that she does not do there's expectations okay the garage is a mess right now and i don't expect my wife to go into the garage and start pulling boxes and moving things around yeah when a car breaks down i don't expect my wife to be sliding under the car to take care of it mm-hmm. you understand there's just certain things i, I don't vacuum yeah. One day I was vacuuming, and and my daughter was like, "Whoa! <laughs> you know how to use that, right? Like I don't I don't do that, right now." My wife, she comes home and like automatically she starts she starts cleaning the floor. I don't know what it is, but she just likes to do that. I guess I don't know. So I don't
3: like, don't like it clean yes. out.
1: But like, out. what I'm saying is, we work together.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not like I do this and you do that. Yeah. Because you know what? God forbid something should happen to her or happen to me. We still have to live. Yeah. You true. understand? So so to come and have the approach of, well, I'm the man of the house. I'm going to take care of the house. It's actually, we, it, we, we, we're it's married.
2: Not, it's not, yeah, that's not the way to say it. But even now going to, because I know a lot of women like this right now. They're 30 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, they're taking care of themselves, all that. But guess what? All the ones I'm talking to, they don't want to do it. Mm. Yeah, They want a husband. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Mm. So... Because God put in us the desire to be protected. Mm-hmm. And so when you haven't had a a, a a family or a father that protects you or that covers you, right. covering all of that, you're going to, you know, try to, um, uh, what is the word? You'll try to compensate by, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to be a 30 old black woman. I'm going to get my own house. I'm going to buy my own this, da 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 da, 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 da but you still you're still that little girl that needs a father. Yeah. Right. You're still a, that little girl that needs protection. That does not go away for a woman. Right. Because that's how God made us. So yeah. you can try to put, you know, fill it in with all of this stuff and your self-made woman all of that. But God still made you to be if you're called to marry, he's made you to have a man to protect you and cover you.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you that know? that being said though, if if my wife wants to pull in seven figures and buy a mansion, I am not mad at her. <laughs> I'm like, you did and did that on her own. I'm yes. An, okay. Go for it, I, and I'm, I'm not just, gonna hold it
2: over his head. Yeah. Right, you
1: know, you you useless nothing. You you just uh 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 call yourself a pastor. <laughs> Ain't making no money. Right. listen, if you wanna if you wanna pull in millions, I will just sit there and be like, <laughs> and go win ahead and to do Jesus. your thing, Right, <laughs> just don't let nobody come to my door at three in the morning because that's when I step in. Yeah, I am the covering of the house. Exactly. Still, yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, Proverbs it says in Proverbs that women that's what woman Invested in real estate. Yeah. It, uh, did I read that wrong? No, it says she considers a field and buys it. Yeah, is that not real estate? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's okay. That's, yeah, Proverbs thirty one assumes this woman is successful. Mm-hmm. That's she's right. getting her thing done. Yes. yes. but her her husband he's known at the gate. Yeah. Yes, like he holds his own anyway. Yes, you understand. So she's got her own car, her own crib. That's listen. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. There's, not, There's listen, nothing wrong
2: with that. But you know, again, if you're if you're a Christian. I think he was just saying that when you say I'm the man of the house, I want to take care of the house, she'll say, No, I've been doing that on my own. Mm-hmm. So you and he's right, you've got to break that because That's true. Mm-hmm. you know, that I mean you've decided to marry a man that wants to take care of you and cover you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You cannot be mad about it. And you him. have to allow him you to do it. You have to yeah. allow
2: him to yes. do it. Yes. there's
1: something, there's something. I don't need my wife's strength.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so good. I don't need it. I, I God made me to be strong. I, have, right. I I don't need her strength. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's right. that's right. So so I appreciate her strength. Mm-hmm. I don't need the strength. That's, that's because so she's good. not here in our marriage to and in our you. household to strengthen me. So good. You understand? The man's job is to have faith in God and that's let the Lord be his strength, right? right? And whatever God gives him, he gives to the family that that mm-hmm. God has given him. That's right. That's so it's important for women to understand that if you married a strong man let him help to serve you let him pour into you there's something in, in I learned this just a few years ago and I never saw it because in black culture there's an emphasis on very strong black women uh-huh. and increasingly in our day rather detached black men yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like I, I used to wonder where are all the old, men, old black men in our culture mm. where's all the old black men think about it outside of your family like how often do you really speak to old black men i'm talking I mean, like 70 plus mm. where are the old black men
0: yeah oh, see Is, isn't that weird yeah we
1: walking up the street go to the shopping mall where's the old black men yeah shoot go to walmart where do you see old black mm. men it's like really no we don't that
2: i know i oh, never uh, i <laughs> never even really noticed yeah. that
1: they, they, I'm 50 I guess I'm an old black man <laughs> oh
2: my
3: god
1: right but like like, wow. still even, even seeing this here like man. black men we have to anchor some people say well they're all in prison no we're not all in no, prison no we're not that's not it Um, A lot of black men are in prison and Mm -hmm. wrongfully in prison and unjust sentencing. We can get all into that. And it's true. My grandfather was thrown in prison when he was younger and he actually escaped from prison and walked from Florida through the swamps all the way up to Philadelphia where he lived as a fugitive all his life and turned himself into into the police um, when my mother gave birth to me. So, you know, we talked about this. A lot like unjust sentencing and things so that, but, but old black men, um, we're, we're called to be that anchor to the family, but it's as though we're disappearing, you know? And, but the, the calling that we have to, to serve our families, to lead the table at prayer time when it's not a prayer over the meal, right? uh, It's, it's, it's disappearing and it's oh it's dangerous God. in our culture. I don't know. It's it's something we have to pay attention to. We have to pray and about raise that. our sons. Like, listen, boy, you better get old. Yeah. You know, how we all, I always say, uh, you know, my goal in life. Uh, my goal in life is to be a happy old. Old, old man. <laughs> that's right. I want to see my youngest daughter's grandchild. Yeah. After that, it's getting kind of ridiculous. But what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, when I look at my oldest son I'm like, boy, you old. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> <laughs> time to go. Yeah, wow. I'm I mean, not saying I don't, I, I don't hate everything he wrote. Yeah. No, I, I mean he told the, the, truth, the
2: truth, but He said, but he said, and you and then you come in trying to be a man. Yeah, right. But you, you know, you don't have to say that. Yeah, you know. Um, And well, I mean, I think a lot of men are being provoked to say that Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. their manhood is being challenged. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to know how to self-control and not allow a woman to provoke you, your manhood, Mm -hmm. based on how she's acting.
1: I think that some of that is. Personal growth too. Yeah, I know. Early yeah. in our marriage, right? If you had pulled in the millions that we thought you were, we were going to pull in. But if you had just done that on your own, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I'd have probably been a train wreck, <laughs> right? Like, oh man, you know, she's pulling yeah. in millions, and I'm just sitting here looking crazy, yeah. you know, cleaning carpets. Yeah, yeah, Right. But as you grow older, you realize. You mature. Listen, You're honey, mature. if you want to make seven million dollars next year, feel free to do so, and I'll just keep on, you know doing my my pastoral work Mm -hmm. and making, you know, my pastoral salary. (laughs) I'm good with that. Uh, I'm totally like, it wouldn't bother me. When you're younger, you have more of a tendency to be a bit insecure. Yes, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. In marriage, security takes time to attain when you come from a broken home. Mm. Very true. Security Mm. takes time. And that's why it's
2: good to work on it before. Yeah. If you can work on it before so you can recognize it before yeah. you get married it'd be so good yes yeah.
1: yeah
2: yes wow yeah
0: okay we're about to close out that was absolutely amazing but before we close out um I like to like to call this part of the podcast empowered endings because it gives our guest speakers you too the opportunity to leave the listeners with a prayer a quote or just any final thoughts
1: Damon, hey, that is all you oh wow that is you
0: yeah I
2: I'm I'm really believing God that this podcast really changes so many people's lives. Because this is the message they need to hear. Yeah. Yes. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will, you know, and in this type of thing, you will you may never see the fruit of it on this earth, but it's in heaven, they'll come to you and say, you know. There's this podcast I listen to. You can imagine talking about podcasts, in heaven. <laughs> I mean, but that's where we are now. You know, I listened to this podcast and I decided to follow Jesus for real because I I heard mm-hmm. people that there are people that exist that really truly serve God and they live this word out and they've chosen to live this word word out in a world and in a system where which is the antithesis. Mm-hmm. Of what the word of God says. We are literally, we're coming to the point where talking like this, you will be persecuted. It's already started. Oh, yeah. And it's going to get grow in a greater and deeper level. And I'm praying mm-hmm. that those of you that listen to this, that you will understand it's, there's nothing about being weak when you're a Christian. Right. You know, it's in your weakness that he is strong. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing weak about saying that you're a Christian. Love is not weak. Love is not weak. It's not weak at all. And so when you make the decision that you want to be a Christian, a Christian for real, that it, it means, and I keep saying this over and over again, and I need you to understand this, is death to yourself, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of the American dream. Yeah. Is wow. the individual... You living your best life, you getting what you want, Mm -hmm. you doing everything in spite of what other people think. Christianity is the opposite of that. Dying to yourself, living for the one that saved you. That's what it's about. And in the churches that you're going to and all of that stuff, you're not being taught that. And you know you're not being taught that. We're telling you right now, this is the way. This is what Jesus has called us to live. And if you're choosing to be a young woman that is a chaste virgin, and I'm not just talking about virgin when it comes to you physically. I'm talking about your heart being a chaste virgin. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Paul said, I want to present to you, to God, a chaste virgin. That means the, the body of Christ is supposed to be chaste, supposed to be pure, without spot or wrinkle, that's what God is calling you to be, young woman. And it doesn't matter your color. Mm-hmm. You are a spirit before you're yeah. a color.
3: Yeah.
2: All of this is just, this is flesh. It dies. Mm-hmm. But your spirit man is what's alive. Your spirit man is the one responding to this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's your spirit man that has to make the decision. It's your soul that has to make a decision. And your soul ain't black. Yeah. Your soul ain't yeah. white. Your soul is what God has created you to choose life, choose Jesus instead of choosing death and choosing darkness and choosing this world. And that's the choice you have to make. What is your choice? Make the right choice so that you can break the curses in your family. Break the curses from your mother and father yes. that you are living right now. Mm-hmm. You have tagged your it. You have been chosen to break those curses. Wow. What do you choose? Choose life that you might live. And I want to pray for you even right now. Yeah. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that as you minister to these people, that they will be able to hear your voice. You said if you would hear his voice. Harden not your heart. I pray that those hearts that are hardened, that are angry at God and angry at men and angry at what's been done to them. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will replace your heart of stone with a heart of flesh. I pray, Lord, that you will draw them to you so that they will understand that eternity begins as soon as they die and where they spend eternity matters with what decisions they make now when it comes to your son, Jesus Christ. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will choose life. And choosing life meaning, means choosing you. And I pray, Lord God, that you will draw them by your Holy Spirit. You said we plant and we water, but God, you give the increase. Draw them by your Spirit. And we thank you and we give you praise for doing it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: amen. Wow. If you made it this far into the podcast, I want to thank you so much. Please be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Share this. And if you didn't listen to the whole podcast, (laughs) please do. Please (laughs) do. So many great things were said, and I'm pretty sure there's something that you need to hear. So please go back and listen to the entire podcast. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Not in six months. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.